Because to be white in 1963, and I would argue still today, is to have the luxury, the privilege, if you will, of not having to know black and brown truth. You can be oblivious to the reality of people of color and suffer no consequence. Very, very segregated country. Millions of white Americans live in places where they rarely see anyone of a different race. You're listening to Your Neighbor's Hood, a podcast for uncomfortable culture conversations, specifically about race. Do your thing, Christina and Jackie. Okay, wait. You have a bird on your head. I do have a bird on my head. My stinking bird is on my head. Christina and Jackie and the bird. I'm sorry. I just had to tell our listeners that you have a bird on your head. Well, it, it's kind of funny. It flew from my shoulder to my head, so I can't do anything. But about it's it. something funny when it's on your shoulder and then it's on your head. <laughs> so, sorry, guys. I was just a little distracted. But um, so, anyways, what's good in our hoods? What is uh, it? What's good in my hood? Well, um, oh, I know. So I had the Young Democrats convention this weekend, which I love. Because it just brings a lot of smart people, smart and passionate people together in a room to talk and learn. Um, and I actually like, I enjoy conferences and conventions. You love conferences? I do. I like to learn. And then I sat in a workshop called I'm Having Challenging Conversations. And I was, Ooh. oh, he is eating your... <laughs> oh, the bird's eating, eating my head. <laughs> Sorry, this is just really funny to me. Um... But yeah, that was I. I learned a lot. You learned a lot. Uh-huh. You stand to gain. So I much. always stand to gain, and I like to network. So I feel like I learned and met a lot of good people. So yeah, that's what's good in my head. You know what? You forgot what? We had a live event. Oh, yeah, that is probably what's I'll better in my hood. What's good? Let's. Is that what's good. good in your hood? Yes, we had our live event. Yeah, we talked about beer, and we're actually going to do a whole episode on a think, but what's. But beer culture, um, why are breweries so tend to be so white? Why do we do business and pleasure in separate places? In separate places. Why? I don't know, but I'm glad that we got a chance to talk about it on our live episode, this yeah. or our last live taping last week. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Um, we did love doing live events. It was our second one at a new brewery. Yes. It's happening. Yes. Is that what's good in your hood? <laughs> That's what's good in my hood. So what's also good in my hood is I got the opportunity to attend this, like, it's called America to Me Real Talk. Oh, cool. And it's this real cool documentary that they did on a school in Chicago. Mm-hmm that had a assembly for only black students. Wow. So it's 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 outside of Chicago, but it, it's a very segregated a school where the towns are very segregated and they had one of the kids that were in the documentary there, a couple, you know, superintendent of one of the local schools systems, a school board member, a lady who homeschool, the kid's mom was there. It was just a panel on America, race, uh, diversity and the education system. And I thought it was really it was really great. And it was really, uh, I want to watch it. So if you guys got a chance, it's called America to Me. Yeah. Real talk. And that was phenomenal. Plus our live event. And then I got to go to a conference with my son on Friday, Saturday, which is really awesome. That is cool. It's always fun to like hang with him yeah. and get educated and do cool stuff. He's so impressive when he wants to be. But When he wants to be is the key word. <laughs> he wants to do but it was he was amazing it's it's very good I feel like I didn't get exposure to um, 
micro speck of what he gets exposure to. So I was really happy to have him come with me and attend a conference and stuff. Awesome. Yes. It's been a busy couple weeks. It's been a busy couple weeks. Yes. So it's, but it's been great. And I think more great things to come. I agree. Not as great as this interview. Well, this is one of my great favorite interview. interviews. Yes, as great as this interview. Actually, might have been my favorite. Really? Yeah, because I... So we had Barbara Hanley on, and she's a local celebrity uh, here. You know, if yeah, she's she, on NPR and has a show called Another View. Another View. She's an African-American woman, and the show is just what it sounds like. It's Another View. It's a perspective from... It's yeah, a, she's an African-American perspective. Yeah, she's been doing this forever, ever. It started off as a TV show. Yeah. And then, you know, things happen and it parlayed into a radio show, a very successful radio show. And they, she goes in. She talks about everything. Like one of her recent episodes, she talked about, you know, raising white kids. What's that like? Um, Suicide rates in the African-American community, racism, anything that, any facet that touches on African-American life. She's talked about it, talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, so we got to dive deep with someone who has done this work and been doing with it, doing what we aspire to do in right. media for a very long time and pick her brain and have some really candid conversations yeah. specifically about, about race because we're all in this race business. Yeah, we touched um, on some big themes yeah. like colorism, parenting, parenting. we talked about marketing. Oh, marketing and one of the other big ones I wanted to point out that we talked about that was great was bringing white men into this conversation. Oh yes, I, you and guys she, when you get to that. It's really good. We yeah. talked about um, and how we really can't change things around race until we can bring in white men and why and we talk about it candidly like, yeah. why is it so hard to bring white men into this conversation. So Definitely. I really enjoyed this one. I think you guys will too. I think yeah. they they're just touched on a lot of like big things. Yeah, yeah. So it's a great conversation with a great mind and you guys are going to be dropping in on us where she's telling us why, why it's the important heck, to why have the this heck, kind yeah, of show. Why would she even start a show like this? Because all right, I enjoyed this one. I, I hope you guys do too. Yes, you will. <laughs> all right, so enjoy. Enjoy. Frankly, we were tired of seeing black men in handcuffs, mm-hmm. and that's the only image, for yeah. the most part, that you saw on TV mm-hmm. about African Americans. And so we were determined to show people something different. And so we pulled together a smaller group, and um, um, actually it was another employee at HRO who said, well, why not call it Another View? Because you're showing something different. You're showing another view of the community. And we wanted the greater community to have another view of the African-American community, Mm, but we also wanted the African-American community to have another view of itself. Yeah. I want to touch back. I love what you said. It's you're changing a narrative, right? Yes. Because Jackie, you talked about this and that surprised me as a European American of like, well, you said you have been trained to have bias against your own people. Can you guys speak to that? Yes. Yes. So one of the main conversations, we actually did an episode, I can't think of the name, the number was, but it was called Naked. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where we just stripped, stripped down, down to our, our bias, bias. Yeah. and we oh, just wow. put it out there what our biases were. And I had to be honest about the bias that I have about people in my own community mm-hmm. and how I have to fight those things. Like if I see, because we're looking, you can see our window, the window. Yes, yeah. you can pull out the big window. <laughs> if I'm working and I'm looking out and I see a group of boys, black boys, you know, walking in the middle of the street or whatever, I have to remind myself to not make the assumption that they're up to trouble. Exactly. Hmm. 
exactly. because they're not. They're headed down the street to the dig on basketball courts, mm-hmm. right? And it's so those little things about my, and I have a little brown boy mm-hmm. <laughs> that I have to be cognizant of me putting other people's view of my people into mm-hmm. my head and trying to depro. It really is a deprogramming, I feel like. Well, and so one of my biases is is seeing particularly our black men with tattoos everywhere mm-hmm. and not assuming that they've that they've just come straight out of jail. Mm-hmm. You know, but that they are very intelligent, you know, folks yeah. who are out there doing great stuff. That's just their their way of expressing themselves. And the seventies my afro was out to here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was our way. I mean yeah. everybody has has a difference. Mm-hmm. And I just saw or I just participated in a talk back discussion after the uh, play at the Wells Theater, um, The Bluest Eye. Yeah. Are you familiar? Yeah. Okay, Bluest Eye. Toni Morrison. Toni Morrison, adaptation of her book. Mm. And it's about a young girl who believes that if she could just have blue eyes, Mm. people would think she was beautiful. Wow. Right? Wow. And so um, that whole discussion of colorism, though, within our community, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because, because Can you speak to that? Because sure. there's some people of our listeners okay, that, that won't, won't know. know. Okay, yeah. so colorism is the, the whole idea of the lighter you are, the better you mm-hmm. are, or the straighter your hair is, the better you are compared to a dark-skinned African-American. Mm. And a lot of that came from slavery days. So Because in slavery, most of the field, people who worked in the fields and um, did all the hard labor were dark-skinned African-Americans. Those who were fathered by the plantation owners and so forth, and as the skin tones started to change, the lighter you were, the more privilege you received. Into mm. now, privilege in the very loose term. Yeah. Um, but but the more privilege really of is. you got to be in the house, so you got to strip the beds mm-hmm. as opposed to hoeing, you know, out in the field, or you got a chance to wash the laundry as opposed to you know doing the, the hard back backbreaking labor, and that separation has carried throughout our our community. And not only that, but the whole idea of European beauty being the standard. Mm. And so the darker you are, the more pronounced our features are as African-Americans. Yeah. We were always told we were ugly. Mm. And we weren't, you know, we're not attractive. And and so there was buy-in, unfortunately, um, to that. We've talked to our people. listeners yeah. a little bit about the brown paper bag. I think we did. Yeah. About how that was a thing. You, that you was couldn't the even test. perform That's at certain right. places if you didn't Exactly. If you weren't, if you were darker than a brown paper bag, you weren't allowed to do a lot wow. of different yeah. things. And people thought because you, if you were dark skinned that you weren't, you weren't intelligent. Mm. Yeah. If you couldn't learn, you know, you're yeah. just slow yes. and or I aggression. Mean, just harder, or, or, aggression. Or aggression. So right. Exactly. Different, different things. Exactly. Yeah. So I can see the power in another view because those have been passed down, right? Yeah. Those ideas mm-hmm. have been passed down, and if you're marketed that way, and I'm marketed to that way, you. So talk to that. Can you explain how you see media playing a role? and kind of undoing those narratives? Well, media media plays a role. For the longest time, media have played the role in keeping those narratives sure. the same, yeah. you know. Um, and now, as people such as yourselves, being able to do your own thing and putting it out there um, makes people at least stop to think about it. Um, uh, I don't know if you may be too young. Y'all may be too young to remember. But no. I, the whole thing about O.J. Simpson, okay? Remember when he was on trial? And they um, so they made it. They darkened his yes. skin. On the cover of Time. Are you yes. serious? Oh, yes. yeah. I didn't oh, know yeah. that. So, yeah, I'll even put this on. Oh, if you're listening oh right now and you have <laughs> go, access to Go look at it. That's right. Yes. Go look that up. But also, they just did an episode, if you don't. And I, I think I want to do some shorts on this. Sure. On Blackish. 
Oh, the TV yes. show Blackish, yes. mm-hmm. season five, episode nine. I think it is. Season, yeah. On colorism. On colorism. Yes. Yeah. Wow. They did a phenomenal job yes, of breaking it down how it can mess up households. Yeah. Because I was treated. I was dark. I was the chocolate one in the family too. So just understanding what that looks like in our houses and how we move in the world with that too. Mm-hmm. Because it really, I mean, from the time you're growing up, my I have cousins that were uh, fraternal twins, mm-hmm. you know, and my uh, relatives for the dark one and the light one, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, that, that's kind of, and, and that's not, I mean, because psychologically, think about what they're saying to yeah. you. Media is, I think, is starting to make the turn. Um, we're starting to see more people of color in, particularly thinking about, like, hair ads and makeup ads mm. and so forth. And you see on occasion, what is the actress, the model's name and the actress? She's gorgeous, she's, but she's Lupita. very dark. Skin. Yes. Lupita. Yes. She's yes. our one black one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, but see, that's the thing. She's we our... can always point out that one. And until and so, and so we get to a point where it's just so many yeah. that it doesn't matter anymore, yeah. that so, narrative is still, still going to be there. Yeah. Did you tell her about the first time you saw a black oh, woman yeah, in the beauty ad? Yeah, it was interesting. Okay. We did a whole um, episode on it where we read, she read like a predominantly white magazine. And I Cosmo, I had never picked up a woman. <laughs> <laughs> My dad on one. Ever. And I, I read and I've okay. never seen a hair commercial or hair products for an African American woman yeah. oh, ever she's like wow. I've never seen a beauty yeah. with a black woman in that's it. incredible isn't that crazy I know it was so like that's wild yeah. so happy but see you. okay so that goes to the point of when we were talking a little bit before we started the podcast about why black people feel like they have to have their own yes because if we don't have an ebony and essence yeah. you know and another view and so forth. First of all, there's no celebration of us as a people. Right. Um, and again, showing another view to ourselves that we're okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then secondly, there would be no way to show others that as a part of this society, we embrace all of it, mm. you know, just like everyone else does. Do you mm. agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so, so that's, tough. you know, so like you said, you you never seen, uh, do you ever watch BET? Mm-mm. No, it's not because I don't want, I mean, I just don't. You just yeah, don't, right. right. Okay, so if you watch BET, mm-hmm. as an example, um, all the ads mm-hmm. that you will see will have black people in them. Yeah. Gotcha. So the car ads, the, yeah. the soap ads, you right. know, all of them right. will be will have African Americans. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, they say stereotypes are based in some truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, and I find it hard too because I have to be honest with myself, mm-hmm. contend with, you know, there are a lot of, I have to have these conversations, but I also have to recognize some truths. Yes. So how do you recognize some truths culturally while still doing it and being positive? Or do you just completely like, we're not going to talk about that. We're only going to accentuate the positive. No, we talk about the bad too. I mean, because I think that's that's just healthy. I mean, to me, that's just like families. I don't always want to act like everybody's okay. You know, when you all know you got Uncle Joe up in the closet because he's got some mental health issues. Right, right. You know? Right. We talk about it, but we try to put it in context. Last Friday, we did a show on African-American suicide. Mm, I saw that. Okay. Yeah. And while the numbers are small, the bigger issue is we don't talk about suicide in the black community mm. because that's a white person's issue. That's y'all's issue. Really? That yes. is not our problem. Yes. That is so that is, interesting. Is, but the truth is it's all of our same, problems. right? Yeah, actually, ages 5 to 12, 
African-American children kill themselves at a higher rate than white children. Wow. I mean, don't talk. Why don't, can you speak to that? Why isn't it? Because God's going to pray, going to take care of it. Mm, Just just say your prayers. God's going to take care of it. And and, And if you, because if there is something wrong with your brain, then you are weak. If something is wrong mentally, then you take your troubles. You either talk to God, you talk to your pastor, mm-hmm. you keep it in the family. You don't yeah. spread it outside mm-hmm. because that means you're weak and you can't handle your business, right. which is not true. Then right. If your arm is hurt, you go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. If your brain is hurt, you go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. But, there, but it is something that uh, for generations we just... Did not talk about. Suck it up. You know, suck it up. You'll Our be fine. kids, you know, and right. You suck right. it up. You'll be fine. You'll be alright. You'll be alright. You ain't bleeding. That's right. <laughs> so when mommy depressed. Says, you ain't bleeding. Depressed. We be depressed. I'm sad get, that you, you better go outside. Go outside and play. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. No, really, you it know, is. Really. I mean, I mean, we joke about it, but it's, it's true. But it's very serious. Yeah. So. Fix, fix your face. Fix your attitude. Get it together. Keep it moving. Right. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think most black people that I know have been raised to survive the world. Right. Not necessarily thrive in the world, but this is, you're going to go out there and you have to know how to survive because, again, that's what you see when I think about media coming up, Boys in the Hood, Juice, South Central. I'm only talking about, but then there's also Boomerang and, and, and there <laughs> are these the things. But all of them, all of those things. movies still have that, that survival mode survive. that you've, that you've mm-hmm. got yeah. to do. And it's it can be middle class survival in terms of I got to keep this house, I got to keep, you know, I've got to work twice is hard to get that promotion or it could be if you're in this lower socioeconomic it's survival in terms of I gotta eat tonight I mean you know yeah. so it's still a struggle and no matter where you are on the socioeconomic continuum there's still a struggle being black and being in this society. Wow. Um, so is there something you find that is really difficult? Because we are in the business yeah. of having uncomfortable conversations. Sure. So what is the one thing that you may maybe have touched on but not dug into or it's just too difficult to have that conversation publicly do you find for you Hmm. for me personally for you personally and maybe on your platform as well one of the things that frustrates me is the conversation we've had about privilege Mm. because maybe we haven't had enough time to really delve into what privilege means Mm. and why it is different because I get the roadblock automatically. I'm not rich. (laughs) I'm not not privileged. You know, don't put that on me. um, Kind of a thing. We did a show on privilege Mm -hmm. where I purposely had only white people on the show. Wow. That'd be very powerful. I did it because I knew that if we had African-Americans talking about privilege, it would be accepted or not one way. Sure. (laughs) And I wanted white people to hear from their own Mm. what privilege is and and why it makes a difference. And it's still still not... It's hard. It's not resonating. It's hard. It's hard. That is a really hard one. I would agree with that. I would agree that's one of our hardest conversations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Actually, probably my hardest conversation Mm -hmm. going out into my community. I'm doing a show with the author. Her name is Jennifer Harvey. Mm. And she wrote a book called Raising White Kids. Mm. Okay. And her whole premise is if you're going to be a white person who is about justice and equity and you are raising children, then you've got to look at race in a whole different way. Yes. And you've got to have conversations about it and you've got to do things Mm -hmm. differently. 
It's very interesting to me. When I tell people I'm doing this show or I'm raising white kids, from African Americans I get, so what's her perspective? <laughs> from white people I get dead silence <laughs> and they walk away. Okay. She's white. So I can speak to that because, you know, I don't have kids yet, but I want to. I'm a millennial, so the way we were raised was don't talk about race. Right? So if a child would say, this person looks different, why are they like that? Because we do. We look different mm-hmm. and you all see race. We were we were got in trouble. Don't talk about race, or it was like a hush hush. No, we're exactly all the same, and it's and that's not healthy because what do you always say? Like you do see me, my color walks right. in the room, right? Or something. Exactly, she says something like that. <laughs> because before you before you see anything, I told my boss once, uh, another boss. I said, look, if aliens came and sat in our in our yes. uh, boardroom. They would look at me first because I'm the only one that looks different from the rest of you. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And so in the white community, we're taught, especially my generation, we feel that we live post, post-racial. Does that make, so we just think things are fine and our parents have passed it down. And that, especially if you live in an all-white community, that's what you've heard. That's why I'm passionate about her book. That sounds great because we need to, we don't, children don't even have the language to talk about race. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, have, and that's one of the things that she talks great. about. Like, for instance, she talks about the fact that the teaching color blindness yes. and why that's wrong. Right. You know, that's exactly um, what I'm talking about. And yeah. she talks about how you take opportunities. Like if a little kid says, mm-hmm. as you said, oh, there's a black person over there or yes. another name mm-hmm. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> that you you should talk about that person in, as a whole. Mm-hmm. So in other words, oh, you mean the young lady with the curly hair who has on the red sweater, mm-hmm. who is also black, who is, uh, you know. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's, it's fascinating to me because I find that there's always a lot of conversation about what black parents have to do and say yeah. to our kids, you yeah. know, and so forth. Me and yeah. so to me, this is like, okay, now I get to peek into your world. Sure. <laughs> you say that all the time. Yeah. You know. yeah, it is. I think part of the, the draw of the show is that I want that black people that want to peek into the minds, we're always wondering what are they thinking? Yes. What are, what are you yes. actually thinking? Yes. You know? Exactly. You know, it's really funny when, when people call into the show, they will say, and, and inevitably it's always the men too. It's so funny. So I'm a white man, but blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. And we yeah. just go, okay. You're a white man. Like, it's no problem. It's no problem, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's almost like they're like, I don't know, am I supposed to be listening Same to the show? Oh, oh, yeah, you know. That. And yeah. So, so it's like, I really want to participate, but I'm not black, so I don't know if yeah. I can participate. They don't know if they can jump into the conversation. Right. Right. No, yeah. we want everybody to jump into the conversation because, again, it's another view of the black community. Yes. So. Okay. I, I don't want to date you, but That's you're, okay. you're a generation. <laughs> I am on the end of the baby boomers. Okay. So I'm I have no problem with my age. Okay, good, 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 good. Because I will be 62 in June. <laughs> yes, it's out there. <laughs> so what I what we think probably some of the most powerful stories are those of people mm-hmm. that are still living because we yeah. can talk about yeah. slavery all day, but they ain't nobody here. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. Exactly. So tell maybe can, you could share with us one of your most either sensitive or memorable moments around race, whether it's you as a black okay. person or interaction that comes up when you think. Well, okay. So I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland. Mm-hmm. My parents moved to um, a predominantly Jewish neighborhood when we, when I was four and my sister was one. And that's our family home is still there today. When I went to elementary school, I was from first grade through from kindergarten through 
fifth grade, I was the only black in, the, in my class, mm. period. So all the way through there. Uh, once sixth grade happened, it started to become more integrated. There were race riots in the late 60s. And I remember once something broke out when I was in middle school and I was asked to walk this little Jewish boy across the street to the Jewish Community Center uh, because if he was with a black person, he wouldn't get beat up, mm. you know, and I can't fight. <laughs> <laughs> So to me, it was really amusing. But we walked across the street, you know, and I got him across the street. That stands out in my mind. When I was in high school, we were studying Langston Hughes and we were talking about conks. You know what conk is? Okay. Conk was a hairstyle. Basically, it was done with lie. Okay. For I don't real. Even know what lie is. Lie is a. Stuff that straightens your hair. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's a okay. chemical. But if you don't do it right, it will burn it all your hair. Oh my God. It's like super. Perm okay. on steroids. Okay. okay? <laughs> oh gosh. And um, and people used to take it, particularly men, because again, the straighter your hair, yeah. the wavier your hair, the better it was. Yeah. So they would put that stuff in their hair. So we were talking about because Hugh Langston would talk about uh, in poetry and in yeah. prose and so forth about that. And we were talking about that in class. And we were sitting in class, and I'm sitting here, and my afro is on my shoulders. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm like Angela Davis personified, right? <laughs> And the teacher turns to me and says, so do you have a conch in your hair? Do you have conch in your hair? And I'm looking at her like, are you kidding me? (laughs) We're assuming that your teacher was European American. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes, my teacher was European, European American. I was always in the A course, and so most of my classmates were always white. And so it became, and I grew up during the 70s during the Black Power Movement. So, you know, my sister, it's so funny, both of us grew up in the same household. My sister has dreads to hear. She is a, she's vegan since she was 12. She is an animal what? lover, wow. personified, and she loves white men. Okay. Okay. I am uh, non-vegan. Give me a steak every day. <laughs> Medium rare, please. <laughs> Miss Black Power. You know, I love all people, but I want a black man. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. Um, and Say that's that. okay. It, 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 you know, I mean, and... You know, so we we grew up in the same household, mm-hmm. and I don't wear Birkenstocks, and she does. Yeah. So right. <laughs> you know, right. and and but both of us grew up in um, uh, educational situations where we were always the minority. Okay. Um, and so she she chose to adapt adapt in one way. I chose to adapt in another. I have pride in my community. Mm. That does not mean I am anti-white. Yes. And that is one thing I just, if we can get that that. across to people, just because a black person is proud to be black does not mean they don't like white people. Right. That is not the case. It just means you have pride in who you are. Just like you have pride in who you are, you have pride in who you are. But you would hear the the, uh, the difference would be like, well, I can't say white pride, you know, and there's that. 
there's that thing there. Right. So but that's only because the white pride is associated exactly. with a right. whole nother, right. you know, that, right. that's y'all's issue. Right. No, it is. No, it is. <laughs> so that's what we say. Tell your people to stop that. And then, then that you're way you can me. say white pride. Yeah, you got to get closer to the history yeah. behind the reason yeah. that we say these things and stuff because we're well, all looking You can be proud of a nationality. Things. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm Slovak, so I love, yeah. I love like, my history. Or I you love potatoes? I do love potatoes. They love potatoes and meat. I went there for my honeymoon. And that's it, there were potatoes in my salad. Really? So that's a cultural thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. but you're right. You can say nationality, but you can't say white. Pride. But people get upset about that, though. I've heard, why can't we have White American Month? You know what I mean? You do. I know. You do. Every day. <laughs> but I think that's the See? hardest part of the conversation is that we're trying to we're trying to have live a 2019 life yeah. without understanding 1919. Yeah. African American. African Americans were the only group to be brought to this country in shackles. Mm-hmm. We're the only ones. Right. We're the only ones who's who deliberately had their heritage, their language, and everything culturally about them stripped away. Erased, yeah. And and you know taught to be someone else's, and so. We are, and, and uh, Dr. Eric Laville put it so, so wonderfully. So, so we're celebrating 400 years, the first Africans who arrived in Fort Comfort in Virginia. So it's 400, 400th anniversary. So you go through slavery, Reconstruction, then you had Jim Crow. And basically, we've had about 50 years of so-called freedom. <laughs> Complete freedom, wow. meaning that, and that's not free because so many things systemically in our society still discriminate against us. But that yearning for pride and understanding of your history mm-hmm. is just very, very strong. And it, it's not so that it means that, that you don't like someone else right. or that they're, not, they're not as proud. That's not it. It's, right. it's just that we want our own, right. you know. And that's the power of another view to me as well. Me. Thank you. You're welcome. So you've taken another view a step further and start. You've taken it out yes. literally into the community. Yes. So we bond over. How yeah. do we bond? Politics. Oh, politics. politics. Policy. <laughs> Civics. Civics. Yeah. yeah. Civics in, in general. And so how have you, how important do you think it is for us to get civic minded on not just equity, but as a people like minded to make progress? Because I think that's something you're doing, but I, yeah. I know people have a heart. Once we put the color on things, it's like, right. eh. yeah, I know. Because yeah. everybody, because I had, I had a boss ask me one time, how come you always see things through color? It's like, how come, how can I not? Yeah. Right. When every single thing that happens to me, race is a part of it. I right. mean, and, and that's, Sometimes that's because that's what society puts out Absolutely. there. That's not because you, you know be because I want to be right. And and so I think that we have to continue to have conversations. I hear people say, "I'm tired of talking. Mm. I'm frustrated about talking." We get that a lot. You know, too. yeah. What let's what are we going to do something? Well, until we can understand each other, you know, on a on a real mm-hmm. level of understanding and have those difficult conversations like the conversations you two had, nothing's going to change. And when we did the Blue Aside, we had a, a gentleman in the audience and he said he was from, I think he said Czechoslovakia. Mm. And he recalled his grandfather. He was an older man. Mm-hmm. He recalled his grandfather coming over from the old country and living. They lived in a slum and they had laundry outside. And mm-hmm. he was making comparisons to the story. He said, so 
I don't get why you think this is a black story because, <laughs> you know, my relatives saw violence also. The panel started to try to explain to him, but then another white gentleman stood up, which I thought was just fascinating. That he said, I mean, he said, you know what? Can you let black people have mm-hmm. their time? Mm-hmm. You know, he said, they were the only ones brought over here in slavery. This is different because you, your ancestors came because you wanted to. For freedom. Yeah. For freedom. You came because you wanted to do something different. They came because they had to mm. in shackles. Yeah. You know, and so it is different. To me, I was like, well, go. <laughs> <laughs> And so just the whole idea of just not being afraid to allow black folks to be black and to have have their history mm-hmm. and have our history and and it's okay don't, yeah. not to be threatened by it because it doesn't mean we want to take away from anything right. else. We learned European history. We had to. That's what they teach in school. Right. We, you know, we live in a society where uh, European mores and standards are the norm. Right. So we have to function in this society. But we're different. Right. And so we can celebrate those difference, differences and work with those differences without being intimidated or, mm-hmm. or like the whole idea of when a white person will say, and I'm, now you can be the first person of all the white people ah. on the planet, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when you say things like, um, I'm afraid to say something mm, yeah. wrong, I think most black people would rather you say something. Yeah, you've said that. And we can talk about it yeah. so that we can get it straight and everybody be on the same page than tiptoeing around what it. What a great point. And, and you, ne- you never understand. There's no growth and in that either. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. no, like white people can't grow unless we're vulnerable. That's what I try to do all the time. When I don't understand something, I just say, hey, I don't understand it. Yeah. Because you can't, there is no growth. And then you, that's also not a relationship. You can't have friendships if neither people are talking. Exactly. Truthfully. And genuine friendships. Yes, that's yeah. what That's I'm the saying. thing. You two have yes. an authentic friendship. Yes. You can feel it. You can see it. You, yes. you, you know it's there. Right. Um, you know, we tell people all the time, now, when was the last time you had someone over to your house for dinner that didn't look like you? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> if Guess you never, coming to I know, exactly. And if you never plan to have that person over again, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> that's not a friendship, you right. know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's that kind of thing that must happen. Mm-hmm. And and truthfully, some people may get mad when I say this, but it's the truth. I could, I believe, from my perspective, until we can get white Anglo-Saxon Protestant men Swap. Mm, what do you call them? Wasp. 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 Yeah. Wasp. White Anglo-Saxon Protestant men to understand and come to the table mm. and become allies yes. of African Americans none of this is going to change. Yeah. What and a you great know why? Point. Because they make the laws. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. And, and I would laws say, and it, to piggyback on that, you know, it won't make people happy, but sure. it's true. It is that has been the hardest group to bring on. Like we're giving a workshop with fourteen women, a couple days, to, to white women to talk about race, right? Mm-hmm. And for some, and I'm not, I don't want to, I'm not trying to be talk bad to white men, but it's like it, it, it takes like one white man standing up and then bringing someone in with them and exactly. inviting them to the table. Mm-hmm. Because you're right, women are not that all white women get points, but I'm just saying we're ready 
I think a lot of us are ready for this conversation. You birthed in the nation just like everybody else. Yes, right. that's true. Right. 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 That's true. true. And what, the people that I have found the hardest to have this conversation with have been white men. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you brought that up. It's true. And I don't know why. I would be curious. I can, I can raise money. <laughs> Go ahead, Jackie. It starts with power. Oh, so okay. they're it's the powerful. most threatened so that is by so this. crazy for that's me right. to say, and I bring this up because I, I always try to be authentic. Is that is so hard for me to believe that it would be so nefarious for them that they would actually know in their hearts that they don't want to give up power. They don't though. Some of them don't they realize don't. it. Don't, so don't realize that's it. What, so that's my question: is like, is it nefarious, and they know that they're holding on to power and they want to, some or them. some of them just don't some even know. Them. Some of them, both. Yeah, yeah, both. Okay, both. Because it's a fear. If you're telling me, so it's it's when the when I say, hey, I want a fair shot at this. Yeah. At this, let's just do it as simple. A lot of people in general, when we're left to our own devices, we're naturally going to gravitate to things that look like us, mm-hmm. that sound like us, sure. that move like us. That's anybody. But when it's when we start talking about workplaces and we start talking about education, we start talking about government that affects everybody, mm-hmm. then it needs to represent everybody. everybody. Exactly. And, so, and and they they start talking that whole fear of um, taking it away from me. Genocide. The whole idea of the fact that the country by twenty what is it twenty forty mm-hmm. is going to be more brown mm-hmm. and black than it is white is terrifying. It is to some people, right? You know, right. Um, and because again. Okay, now what happens to my power? I'm no longer in. What did you say though? Yeah, the, the if we talked even getting into these 2045 talks, it was mm-hmm. like thinking about what were you talking about? If oh, it was a minority. yeah. Well, it's scary mm-hmm. to think about living as a minority because I've seen what it's like. You know what I mean? The other side. I don't know specifically, mm-hmm. but I've mm-hmm. seen it. That is scary. I well, get it. a lot. You know, and some people say, "Well, I'm not. I'm not going to do to to uh, black folks aren't going to do to white folks what white folks have done to black folks." Just on the, the but you know means to do it either exactly that's yeah. the <laughs> the first thing right. because again Otherwise. whoever controls the green controls it all mm. I mean that's just life yeah and so you know if you the more money you have the more control you have the more say you have um, and the more you decide how things are going to go yeah and so to lose that. Um, it's and scary. then it's scary. And then even on a on a on a different scale, because now everybody's gonna be thinking, "Well, I'm not a billionaire, so that doesn't doesn't count for me." Yeah. yeah. But but that that's across the board, and right. it doesn't matter all the way down to the lowest level. Wow. You know, I mean, I've heard I have heard people say. I'd rather be a poor redneck than be a black person. Mm-hmm. Yes, but wow. that was created. That narrative was created that at least you're not black. Right. Yes, so like that was yes. that was, yes. that was at least you're not black. So, is there anything you're st- that you have not that you would love to get into talking about, but have not just feel like you're not ready? <laughs> <laughs> the whole discussion of whether or not black people can be racist because they can. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I disagree, but I understand. I disagree. You don't think they can be racist? I think not. I mean, because when we talk about what it means to be racist, it, it means you. It depends on the definition. working okay. definition. Okay. Is okay. that there has to be some sort of institutional base for us to good to, point. to control? Good so point. I, and we I don't control bias. anything. Right. We can so, have bias, but not racist. Right. Yeah. I absolutely can be biased. Yeah. And I am. And bigoted. Yeah. And yeah. I can be bigoted. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying I can be. That was. I do have bias. <laughs> not saying I'm a bigot. Yeah. <laughs> But, but yeah, I just think that we, one of the com- early conversations we had is about really reworking that definition of racist mm-hmm. being so that we're not out here doing like this. Right. Right. They, right. Because no one wants to be called racist. But you know, I think that if people 
would just learn to just get to know each other, period, you know, and stop tiptoeing around. If the per, if a kid, I think we're getting into the so what now. Yeah. So I say it's ego. A lot of this work is all ego, especially Mm -hmm. for white people is getting down to the basics of you have thoughts that you don't like and you always will. I always try to teach people that too. Mm -hmm. Like your thoughts Mm -hmm. don't define you if you don't let them. Exactly. Right. So you can have a bias. And I always tell people to sit with their thoughts and say, okay, I hear you. I see you thought, how am I going? What am I going to do with that thought? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we're all human. So you, if we tell people, if we tell ourselves white as white people, don't think this, don't do that. You're gonna, you're exhausted, and you're never gonna. Yeah, you're gonna run around and try to get away from it because you don't want to do that. We've seen that white people who become into this work who are terrified. Really? Oh, absolutely. Then everything they say is wrong, and we're like, no, but but that doesn't create. Yeah, that doesn't create authentic friendship. Because if I'm constantly with Jackie, afraid of what I'm gonna say. I can't I, do it. One, I couldn't do it. Right. I can't do it. Right. <laughs> I know, because you know what? It's like, you can't yes. open yourself, girl. Yeah, exactly. It is. But then we also find that black folks come into it with some intense, ready to let let out what they should be talking to their therapist about. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. And Very angry. They come, and they come angry because they don't again, know how to approach. It's the same. Mm. It's the same, it's the same stuff. Thing. It's, it's the, the same, same thing. thing. Because just as, you know, white people can spend, you, if you chose to, mm-hmm. you could live your entire life and never deal with a black person. Oh, 100%. Except That's for white you know, That is white service yeah. or, or whatever. Black folks can't do that. Right. We have to interact with white folks across the board. I mean, we have to. You know, our bosses, um, if we have a job, you know, even if we don't have a job, when you go to social services, you still got to deal with, you know. Um, so so that's a difference. Mm. But I think that if people would just approach people as people first, mm. although I know that's hard. That's hard. That's my idealism. Yeah. That's my that. that's my idealism. But we're not there. We're not there by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. And until people stop telling me that I can't, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's like when you you come home with a guy mm-hmm. and your mother and father yeah. hate him. And oh so, yeah. So the more you say I hate that guy, don't go out with that guy. What do you do? I want to stay with I'm him. I'm going. To, I love him. Yeah. The more attractive <laughs> he becomes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He does protest too much. Mm -hmm. So you've got to not put people in boxes, Mm -hmm. but try to approach them as people first. I love that. So that's her so so what now what? We do this thing at the end of the show. So now what is that everybody's got to work at it. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got to have a conversation. Everybody's got to figure out somebody that they can talk to mm. about this. And and within your own sphere mm-hmm. of influence, you should be having conversations yeah. about race and about bias. So if it's a bunch of black folks, we need to talk about it. And you mm. know what? We say things in the black community that we would not say in front of a white person. Mm. Just like we know that y'all say we things the in thing. the white community yeah. that you would not say right. in front of a black person. The question is, though, how far do you take it in terms of trying to change that narrative mm. and turn it around? Yeah. Right. You know, I love that. And not, um, so when we're in together as, as black folks and somebody says, well, they're all just racist or whatever. I don't have anything to do with, with white mm-hmm. people. All white people hate black people. You know, those kinds of conversations. We, It's up to us if we're going to change it to turn that conversation mm-hmm. around and say, yeah, but think about this. Or what about so-and-so? Um, you know, and, and start to change that narrative. 
you guys have to do that too. Yes, absolutely. You know? Speak up to each um, other. I love that. And speak up it's to like each other. It's like holding each other and, accountable. And, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you that. Know? And, and genuinely mean it. Right. And you know what? If you don't want to be in the race conversation, then it, then shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather you shut up than, yeah. than spread negativity. Right. We got enough of that. Yeah, unless you're here constructively and to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And we get that a lot, actually, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. People there just to give an opinion, but not with a growth mindset of trying to learn. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so if you're not going to want to change, if you don't want it to be different, then, you know, just go crawl in your hole. I love and that. We'll, nice. And the rest of us will Night, night. We'll, we'll give you your pillow. Exactly. We'll give you your pillow. You'll be okay. Yeah. 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 I love that. What's your somewhat now what? I would say something you said resonated with me that my now what would be to let black people like sit, not in their pain, but what you were talking about is like just believe black people when they say, when they speak of an experience. Because mm-hmm. so often white people, we are so ready to jump up with our, you know, we want to say something, we have a question, but, 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 but sometimes right. it's like, just sit down and listen and let the experience be exactly that would be my exactly. charge to white people wow that's awesome yeah awesome. and that means a lot yeah that means a lot yeah because yeah. we have a lot to learning to do i've done it because when we come into these conversations a lot of white people we come in with our defenses already up mm-hmm. and we already are ready to not necessarily hear and believe the black experience i've done mm-hmm. it i've seen it Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot of self and it also takes that would be my now what too is be self-aware to know that you're walking in and you're just already going to be heightened because yeah. this is a hard conversation. Mm-hmm. So if you can walk into it and be aware of that, yeah. then you're mm-hmm. going to go a lot farther. I like that. See, I, I, I know like I'm going into an uncomfortable space. Yeah. Like a black club. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. We just talked about oh, you know that. what the funniest thing that to me is? I love it. I love it when I take a white colleague into an, a, an all white black experience. Yeah. Right. And they'll go. Wow, I'm the only white person. We <laughs> <laughs> just talked to me. And I'm thinking to myself, welcome to my world. <laughs> it's like that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's hilarious. We talk about it. Yeah, we talked about it. But find those sorts of experiences too. Yeah. yeah. So my so what now what would be on yeah. the other end about I, I know that we've been I've been particularly tough on the fact that I'm raising citizens and the fact that I know that I love to move among my people, yeah. which is why I choose to be where I am, is that we too have to get in a place where we recognize when we are perpetuating biases, mm-hmm. right, about us mm-hmm. and and not doing anything about them and not to say calling each other out because that's not what's needed, but extending a hand and mm-hmm. granting grace because yeah. of our experiences, because of the things that we've Actually, you know, because of the long-standing history, rather than being extremely judgmental of each other based off of our socioeconomic situation or or our yeah, or got, education, that whole socioeconomic thing, we judge each other. We it's judge each other. It's horrible. Ter- yeah. It's horrible yeah. because I think if we can get somewhere with each other, then we can take it a step further and be able to really show up and have the conversation with the. the Folks that don't look like us, because right. it's hard to show up when you're mad about all this stuff. Um, that I think if we work on those things together, the biases and things that we do to each other, that we can show up and be a better—I don't know—I don't know the word is ally, but being a better, being a better person in the race conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, it's going to take a lot of work on both yeah. sides, both you sides. know. Um, and we've got because there, there's a group of, of black folks who just say, you know what, I'm not even dealing. I it's hard enough for me to get up in the morning and make mm-hmm. make the day happen. Mm-hmm. So I can't. I don't have time for this race mm-hmm. stuff. You know, I, I'm just I'm it, good. It is what it is. 
I'm good. Yeah, same thing. Me black pay my taxes and die, and right. I think they have the same thing. You know, oh, I definitely that have the same. Like, I don't even know why y'all doing this. Right. Yeah, exactly. or I'm just tired. I don't have time. I'm raising two kids. Tell me what to do. Right. And I get that a lot right. too. I don't have time to sit and talk. Yeah, <laughs> on a practical level. Yeah, you gotta you know, do it. Y'all. You know, like, we do, you do have to do it. But on a practical level, honestly, there are so many opportunities. So the family cool. reunion, the dinner table, the you know church on I Sunday. I mean, there are so I many different places. Think it has to be this long this dissertation. Song, right. it's, exactly. it's, it's, conversation. A, it's just conversation. Right. You know, and it's that. just catching yourself yourself sometimes. Yep. Catching others, you know, and yeah. and pointing it out or asking about it or trying to understand it mm. in the moment. Right. And so that's it doesn't really mean awesome. it has to be so so you have time because you have conversations all mm, that. That's right. Look at that. That was good. Oh my gosh. I know. So we'll we'll end it here and say stay open, stay curious. And make it a great day. Closer to history. Ooh, that was a good episode. Yes, it was. Oh, but we would love to give you more. Yes, we would. Like exclusive content, merch, all types of good learning tools. Absolutely. So you can head over to patreon.com slash your neighborhood and check out all our different tiers of giving, or you can just do a one-time donation on Patreon, Cash App, or Venmo at your neighborhood.